0: To the audio podcast, The Holocaust in Hungary, subtitled It Could Happen Here. This document was written around 1996 by a man named George Hidvegi from his experiences throughout Second World War in Hungary as a young soldier. After writing it, it was never published and eventually was inherited by his daughter, my wife. The book is dedicated to the victims of of the Holocaust, some six million Jews and other national people, and to those who tried to rescue them. I further would like to dedicate it to George Hedvegi himself. The document became the property of his daughter Elizabeth upon George's death in 2004. But over the years, almost 20 now, neither my wife Elizabeth nor I ever read the document. We would start and give up because it was so difficult and so painful to read. But as we are up in years and have no children, I realized about a year ago, if it was ever going to be edited and published, I would be doing it. So in the fall of 2022, I took on the task of editing this document into readable English and getting it into a digital format. The major theme of this book is the Holocaust itself. And the atrocities that were committed by the Nazis. But a secondary theme is the tremendous power that propaganda had starting with Hitler's rise to power in 1933 and culminating with the end of World War II and how he was able to influence people to do things that were inhumane to other people throughout that period. I'm not a historian, I'm only half Hungarian, and neither can I speak the language. I took on this task as editor only. Some of the opinions George has are not my own. I did endeavor to clean up some of the broken English, but I left some of it in place because that's the flavor in which he wrote it. Further, I don't speak German, and I can't pronounce properly all the German words, and certainly not all the Hungarian words. I can't verify the validity, the factuality of this story. Personally, it would take a long time and a lot of research to verify, I can't even pronounce all the names in Hungary. I will do my best. The six words in this document that stand out the most to me are when George re- stated, I was there, I saw it. This isn't a documentary written by third hand people. George lived through every moment of this. As to the subtitle, it can happen here. As you listen to this podcast, you'll hear over and over the similarities between what went on with the Nazi propaganda in Hungary and what's going on in the United States. And when George answered the question can it happen here his conclusion was it absolutely can. I'm going to pick up from George's prelude as he wrote it. After Hitler came to power the majority of the German people accepted the National Socialist State Forum. The government started to brainwash the people. Editor's note, that was January 1933, and he was duly elected by the Democratic people. The politicians and leaders made big promises through the National Socialism that Germany would be bigger, stronger, and can rule all of Europe. The propaganda in Germany, year after year, started to work and turned the people towards anti-Semitism. Like a snowball rolling downhill, it was getting bigger and bigger. Toward the end of the 1930s, it became impossible to stop. Besides, no one wanted to stop it anyway. By the middle of the 1930s, the whole of Europe, including England and France, accepted Hitler's anti-Semitism. In Germany, the economy, but mostly the propaganda, changed the majority of those people so badly that they were ready to do what their leaders told, wanted them to do, regardless of what it was. Even those who lived in Europe between the two wars followed up on the politics of economy and propaganda. You can better understand what was happening over there than those who had never been there during those critical times. A brilliant speaker with a magnetic personality could make people believe almost anything, even nowadays in the USA. Some cult leaders, even nowadays in the US, make fantastic claims to recruit people to their side no matter if they were right or wrong, and some educated, intelligent people are ready to follow. I am very much convinced that a politician or statesman with dynamic speaking ability and a magnetic personality like Hitler had, would be able to win people to his side, no matter if he is right or wrong. If you take everything into consideration, the answer to the question that the Holocaust can possibly happen here in the United States is absolutely yes. Under certain circumstances and a wrong leader in power who can influence people and lead them to the wrong direction, the Holocaust indeed can repeat itself here in the United States. I don't want this document to be negative. There will be a positive time on the way when everybody, non-Jews, Jews, and the entire population of the earth will believe in one God that will bring everlasting peace on the earth. But until then, lots of blood will be shed and the majority of the population will be destroyed due to the ignorance and stupidity of the people around the globe. The next subsection is titled About the Book. This book is not just another storybook. What is written down in the following chapters really happened, plus much, much more. It is impossible, almost impossible, to remember and recall every terrifying event after 50 to 55 years, even though I lived through every moment of it. After the war, many books were written by authors who collected information from history books, government data, eyewitness documentation, or some other people who actually survived the Holocaust. This book is different because those persons mentioned in the book were living there when the humiliation of the Jews started. They were working hard, risking their own lives sometimes, to save as many other lives as they could until the Holocaust ended. After the war ended, I wanted to write a book for those who are interested to know what really happened during the war until the end. In a German-dominated and later German-occupied small country in Europe, Hungary. Living in a foreign country after the war without a job or money due to the circumstances, I was never able to do so. Editor's note, uh, George and his wife fled to Austria and then Germany at the end of the war, which is where my wife Elizabeth was born. He didn't state that here, but later he came to the U.S. So later, living in the United States, I was working seven days a week, and didn't 10 to 12 hours a day, and did not have the strength to write about this. After retirement, it still took too many years to recall all those horrible times, but using some old personal files to put together all these activities from those times when human life was so devalued, this book was the result. It will tell you some of the events about a group of people who did not believe in humiliation, brutality. Individuals who did not have the power and the right to interfere and fight foreign or their own government's decisions. They had no other option but to organize and form an underground resistance group to fight against injustice and brutality. They called themselves the Shadows. And they were involved in missions to save lives in their homeland and in foreign countries as well. The shadows could not work out in the open because part of the government during Admiral von Horthy's regime was blinded by Hitler's imperialistic ideas and were ready to eliminate people just to satisfy his demands. The other part of that government was helping the underground organization as much as they could. Even after the Nazi government took over control of Hungary on October 15, 1944, some of the authorities and top military persons were still helping and working with the resistance groups. The shadows never broke the law, since the law did not forbid saving innocent people's lives, regardless of origin or faith, some of the events you read in this book might sound unbelievable, but they really happened. To mention the names of the rescuers and lifesavers is unnecessary because most of them are dead already. Even those who are still alive today, their names mean nothing to those who were saved by them because they never knew their names anyhow, and very seldom saw their faces. They were just nameless shadows who were coming and going wherever they needed to save lives. Those people's names were rescued from the German Nazis, who were rescued from the German Nazis, and the Hungarian nihilist gangs, editors note more about them later, or any other anti-Semitic elements will not be revealed either, because most of the time we did not know their names. When they were given new birth certificates, we did not take the original document from them because they were going to use it again when the war was over the majority of them were middle-aged and only a few of them might be alive somewhere in Europe or in the USA and George goes on to describe the young children and the teenage children would all be past 50 years old by the time he wrote this and none of them would be able to recognize their rescuers nor the rescuers those those would be victims the shadows just saved lives and they didn't ask names or races or religions the events written in this book took place mostly in Hungary, when the outcast of the Jewish people by the Hungarian government was officially announced. But some of the shadows went through Galatia, Poland, and Russia. An editors note Galatia at that time was eastern Poland and it stretched into western Ukraine. They were fighting against communism, the same communism that kept the United States and Russia in a cold war for decades. Some of us soldiers were stationed in Poland or Ukraine as optional forces, and during those times we had the opportunity to witness what the German military was doing. Sometimes it was an indescribable, shocking experience. The German SS units were everywhere, and they went to extremity to round up helpless unarmed people, mostly Jews, but it could be anybody whose face they did not like. While stationed in Russia and Poland, we had the opportunity to save lives, sometimes risking our own. That's actually the beginning of the time when the shadows came to life. When I speak in first person, as I just did here, I'm quoting George's text. So, Continuing to quote from the book, After half a year, the Hungarian government started to rotate some of the troops. In January 1942, we were temporarily back home again. When we told the people about our experiences in Poland and Russia, they just could not believe how brutal and inhumane the German military was and the way they treated and handled the Jews and other unwanted people. Later, during the war years, when Germany became more aggressive and finally when Hitler decided to take over Hungary and flooded the country with military forces, Gestapo and SS units, the people of Hungary realized how forceful and brutal the German military really was. The war ended after the Communist Party or Communist Army completely overtook Hungary. A new Communist government was formed, and the new Prime Minister was just a puppet in Stalin's hands. Moscow made the laws, and the Hungarian Communist government had to enforce them. Everything changed from bad to worse. Communism was not acceptable for the Hungarian people either. Moscow and the Hungarian Communist leaders made the once beautiful country a living hell for the people. Thousands of young men drafted for military service were taken to Russia for training. They were taken to labor camps all over Russia. Some of them were transferred to Siberia, and many of them never returned to Hungary. Nobody knew where they were, and if parents asked too many questions, they were put in jail. The Hungarian communist puppet government did not have any power to control their own destiny. All the politicians, or anybody who had some government job, wanted to keep it, and followed Moscow's orders without any hesitation. Hitler's dictatorship was the worst disaster for Europe, but Stalin and the rest of the communist leaders following the communist ideology were not any better either. This concludes episode one of George Hedvigy's book, The Holocaust in Hungary. An editorial comment here, I call the readers, the listeners' attention to, as we go through this, to the striking similarities Compromise is made between 1940s Hungary and 2023 United States. It can happen here. I will be your narrator. My name is Dale. I wish to acknowledge the soundtrack here. It's called Sad, Thoughtful, Serious Piano, Thoughts in Piano Silence, number 115091.